Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.TPVRadioNetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You're listening to The Voice, the Sonnest Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go. This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. In the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! Radio quite like this, like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. 
This is Pastor Bill Jenkins of Destinyland Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! You're listening to Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer right now on on Radio. It is now time for Brother Don Presents and Pastor Gene Homer. What's good, radio family? This is Brother Don with Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer. January the 2nd, 2021. Man, it doesn't seem real. This is our kickoff show for the year, and it's just been an amazing, amazing time, amazing time of growth. And I'm just really excited for this year. And we're seeing what God's going to, what he really going to do. Inside this ministry and with you, family, the the growth that you've been having throughout this year, you know, I just thank God for that, you know, for tuning in and and just being real supportive of what we're doing here at TPV Ministries and bringing the word of God, truth, the unadulterated truth in the word of God to you each and every week, day in and day out. Amen. I don't know, you may hear a little... A little, little uh, different swag in my voice today because I'm, I'm really excited. I'm pumped up, family. I am really pumped up in the spirit about what God what? is doing, what he's going to do. I just really, really see a lot, you know, vision-wise, just seeing what he can do, you know, um, with, with, with the ministry and, and, and with you, family. I'm just really, really just, I, mean, I can't express how excited I am, you know, to be here. And um, it's just really exciting time. Well, let me get my shout-outs out the way. You know, first and foremost, i got to give a shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, family, he kept my family, he kept you, he kept all of us in the midst of. And, you know, and that's kind of the way I, I viewed 2020 is he kept us in the midst of. And one thing, family, I want to share with you, is, you know, 2020 was a year among all years for a lot of people, a lot of people. You know, you, you hear it day in and day out and how they view 2020.
But you know, family, and what I've learned in that is you have to look back and see God in the midst of it. You do. Or you'll get caught up and sucked up in all of the rhetoric and the negativity of what 2020 could bring if you let it. But if you look back and just see the hand of God over each and every day, you know, we made it. We're here. We're on to a new year. We're on to a new day and new year. And that's worth being excited for. So I've got to give my shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because it was because of him that we could hold on and make it to this day in 2021. And I want to give a shout-out to my wonderful, amazing wife, family. She has just been a true blessing. She is my first lady, my queen. And, you know, even though we're a little seasoned, you know, it's it's still wonderful to be able to feel and enjoy that love that a wife can bring. You know, I just truly appreciate everything that she is and everything that she does. And I want to give a shout-out to my children. You know, we just finished the holiday season, and, and I was with all of them, and well, my majority of them. And it was just a really exciting time, and I just looked at them and thanked God for each and every one of them, you know, because they're truly a blessing to me in my life. And I want to give a shout-out to TPB Ministry. Pastor Chris and First Lady Nisi have been doing an outstanding job in the spirit in bringing forth um, the content and the vision of TPB Ministry. You know, and, and it's all for you, family. You know, when they, I know I talk to them offline frequently, and, and, and this is all for the body of Christ and what they do. It isn't for themselves. And if you ever get a chance to hear their testimony, it is a very sobering and humble testimony. So I know it's God driving that family and that vision and that purpose. And I want to give a shout-out to to, uh, you, family, for all that you've done in supporting us. You know, last year was a monumental year, last year and a half, actually. You know, with your support, um, you know, God had allowed us to be recognized. Uh, You know, we say a big a small fish in a big pond, but you know, I mean, we're giants. You know, there's no other way I can say it. When you follow Jesus and you sold out for Him wholeheartedly, you become a giant. And we were able to be recognized for the Spin Awards and Source Awards and all those other award shows. And, and we're just a, a little ragtag remnant preaching the Word of God out here in the wilderness. And for us to be recognized means that you are listening. And we thank God for each and every one of you. And I want to thank God for my sisters and my big sister that's on here, Pastor Jean Homer. You know, family, she's not only my sister in Christ, but she is my big sister. And, you know, she has been a true blessing in ministering to me and and growing me up like she always has. Coming up, she always fuss at me and, and keep me on the right path. But that's big sis, and I love her. I love her dearly. I love who she is and what God is bringing her through. You know, she's this truly, truly amazing saint, an amazing woman of God, and an amazing big sister. You know, so I couldn't ask for anything better. Along with my other sisters, you know, they have watched them really grow this year in the Lord, and uh, see them come along and, and just really excited. So. But I can go on and on and on and on and on. But I'm going to pass the mic to Pastor Jean so she can get her shout out and we can get this thing rolling. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father God. 
Thank you for your keeping power, Father God. Thank you, Lord God, that you brought us through, Lord, and you enabled us, Father, to see another year, Father. So we just praise your holy name. We glorify you above all else, Lord. There is none like you, Father. Father God, we just thank you. We praise you, Lord God. We thank you for this radio program. We thank you for this ministry, Lord God. We thank you for the mighty men and women of God that you brought together for such a time as this, Lord God. We thank you for our listening audience, Father God. Father God, we just thank you for the things that you taught and revealed last year. And Father God, we have such a spirit of expectancy for what you are going to do this year, Father God, as a matter of fact, uh, for the things that you've already begun for this great ministry and the great men and women of God that are coming forth, operating in their gifts, their calling and anointing. But Father God, most of all, we thank you for the listeners. We thank you, Father God, for the people, Father God, that you bring to this ministry every day, Lord God, every week and every month, Lord God. Father God, we just pray pray a, a extra special blessing upon each and every person that you lead to this ministry in the name of Jesus. We pray. Praise your holy name. We just can't praise you enough, Lord God for your sovereignty, Lord God, and your love and your majesty, Father God. Because of who you are, we give you the glory and the praise and the honor. Amen? Amen, Father God. Thank you. I just want to thank the Lord for what he's doing in my life, for his keeping power. I thank him for my family. I thank him for the fact that he brought them through, Lord, uh, to this year. He brought our family through. To this year, and there is nothing like the Lord that will uh, keep your family. Nothing, nothing else will do but the Lord. He's the only one. And we also pray for the ones that are listening that may have lost loved ones this year. We pray last year, rather. We pray that the Lord, the peace of the Lord upon you, that the Lord will continue to heal you and give you a peace on the inside, that peace that surpasses the natural understanding of man. And we just thank God so much for you. And we pray that you'll be blessed today. Amen. 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 And you know, family, I didn't want to make light. I know it was a hard um, year for a lot because a lot of of you listeners may have uh, known or personally suffered from someone that you've lost during this pandemic. You know, our family was affected. Uh, my wife's family and, and, and our family were affected last year by um, losing loved ones through this pandemic. But, you know, in spite of it all, God is still good, and he's still in control, and he still reigns supreme. And I know sometimes that's kind of hard to fathom, you know, when you think about it, but he is, and that's why when I said you've got to look and see the hand of God on it, or you, it will look to depress you. It will look to throw you into a place that, um, you know, is, is, is not healthy. So I, we do, we offer our condolences, we, our heartfelt condolences, and we just continue to uplift you in prayer, and then that the peace of God may rule and reign in your life once again, because he will, and, and he's there. Amen, amen. Well, can you believe it, sis? 2021, we're here. We're here. Amen. And 
I know it's, it's it's something, man. And I was just I was in prayer right before the show here, and I, it just really hit me, and I got energized. You know, we we get to start this thing fresh, new for this year. You know, and I think that um, one thing that I really really kind of gravitated towards when I got out of my prayer closet was. You know, we really got to be a little more astute in hearing the voice of God in the midst of things, you know. We got to really get our ear, ear to the heartbeat of God to see certain things. And I think that's important. And that's one thing that I've learned coming out of last year into this year is really just how important it is to spend that that time with, you know, just hearing God, you know, because sometimes we... We, we, you know, and I'm just as guilty as anybody, you know, I'll get caught up in the, in the rigors of life and the busyness and, and the organ, trying to organize things and trying to fit God into this little spot and that little spot. And, and, you know, what I'm carrying off from last year into this year, and, and I'm not saying it's a New Year's resolution because I never believed in that, but I do believe in goal setting and vision planning. And I think that's my vision, sis, for this year is to really just take that time, that specific time to just really get and see what God's got to say. Because I think had we, you know, for me personally, I believe in all my heart, if I had done that, I would have been better prepared for what happened last year. I wouldn't have been on my heels when we got hit with all this news and all of these things that we did last year. But another thing that I, you know, I just want to do a moment of reflection, sis, just because I, I kind of want to set the tone um, coming into the year because I think it's going to be important, especially with this being our, our kickoff show for the year. Things that we've actually learned as men and women of God that's ministering here each and every day. Because, you know, we learn too. We don't have all the answers. You know, it's not like we can just pull it off the shelf any given moment. We we walk through this along with you too, family, as we go along. And even as we minister each and every time, you know, it's a learning experience for for all of us. And a lot of times, if you listen to some of the messages, we're actually ministering to ourselves and one another, you know, as, as you hear. And we that's how we all grow strong together. You know, we're not sitting up high on the pulpit looking down. We're right here ground level, eye to eye, right with you each and every time. And one of the things that I learned was patience and the power of patience, you know, because when simple things get stripped away from you and you don't know what to do, you don't have any alternative other than to be patient. When they say stay at home, you can't go nowhere, you can't do the simple things you used to do, like go out to the store or go to the movies or some of the other, you know, things that we took for granted. When they say you can't do that, you don't have any other alternative but to learn patience. And I think God was, one of the things he was teaching me was the power of patience. The power of patience. And that's not what we're going to talk about today, but I just wanted to share that as I kind of reflect back on what 2020 meant to me, that I could see the hand of God. And I wanted to I'm setting the tone here because as we go forward in this year, family, not only us here at the ministry team, but you also, we're going to have to look and see the hand of God each and every day over every circumstance. And I think it's going to be critical 
with what we need to do to move forward in 2021. But if I was to ask you that question, sis, what did you, I could say, what did God show you or what did he teach you in 2020 that you can move forward in 2021 with? So I'll I'll let you answer that. I'm going to release Mike. You know, I think the thing for me is just the realization of how we take so many things for granted, especially the things of God, how we just didn't take the things of God seriously, you know, Um, and just coming through and God bringing me through uh, 2020 this year, it has caused me to realize that it was nothing but the grace and the mercy of God that, that was upon my life and in the life of my loved ones as we made it we you know we went through we it was like we we tread through that it was like you know every day every day you heard another report you heard a report you heard a report and 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 and, and I never thought we would experience that but I think I took away from 2020 how serious it is how serious my walk with the Lord is, how serious the Amen. relationship, my relationship with the Lord is. It's, it's like, you know, I it, 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 I came into this year not taking anything for granted. I came into this year mm. not uh, uh, having a tolerance, having a less tolerance for religion and pretense and, and wasting mm. people's time and, and talking about the Lord, but not wanting to experience him. I have a, I don't have a tolerance for that like I had in 2020. Because it's like we're at a point where you must hear his voice. You know, you must pray. You right. must seek his faith. Uh, because I found out that out of everything that happened, the government didn't have the solution. So I realized right. that God is the remedy for it all. So it brought me to another level of, of God awareness. Awareness. Amen. 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 That's good. That's real good. Well, Pastor Chris, you're out there. Did you want to share? <coughs> Excuse me, family. Did you want to share? Uh, yeah, I was sitting back ready to eat from y'all, but uh, I'll put my little three cents in here. Uh, I thank God for the second day of the new year. And I thank God for the vision for the house for this year. I'm quite sure you saw it on Facebook family and all the social media platforms. I think God is truly ready for us to have relationship with him, to have process in our growth and to, and to prosper in our destinies and our purposes. I don't think it's a coincidence that everything that happened last year was a setup for this year for his saints to rise from the ashes and become the true warriors we were called to be. Now, I didn't come to preach, but I just wanted to throw my three cents in here um, in regards to that because, again, it is an it is a unsubscribed excitement. Uh, it's an mm-hmm. energy mm-hmm. that you can't put into words. It's like God is birthing something out of you and you don't know when it's going to come, but you feel it festering. You feel it bubbling in your spirit. And as soon as it's time for you to release what God has, 
then it'll come out like like lava out of a vol- volcano. Ah, uh, let me mm. stop, see, because you're gonna give me so. Mm. Anyway, I'm gonna pump the break on this one, uh, and uh, of course I'll be in the background, and of course I'll intervene when need be. But again, uh, God bless you, and uh, Pastor Gene. Happy New Year's to you both. But now that I got you on the on the radio, and got both Amen. of you together. Uh, happy New Year to both of you, and I'm excited to what God's about to do for your ministries, your respective ministries, and as a ministry as a whole. So God bless both of you, and I love you. So, Brother Don, Pastor Gene, back to you. Amen, amen. Thank you, thank you. We love you too, and, and Happy New Year as well. Well, you know, guys, this was exactly what I wanted to hear. And I'm just being led by the Holy Spirit today. I don't have any format, any guideline per se. But when you had me open up today, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. And why I say that is, Pastor Gene, is this. One thing that I've learned, you know, they say you got to, Learn from your lesson in order to move forward. And one thing that I've learned from this lesson about last year is I took my relationship with Jesus Christ for granted. I took it for granted. I just assumed it was always going to be this way. I just assumed it was always going to be that way. And I took it for granted. I took it for granted. And that's kind of how I hear everybody saying, well, you know, we're going to have to learn to do this and learn to do that. And that's good that I hear that because that means that God is saying something. He's saying is this is serious. This is serious business that we're in. This is serious. It doesn't take a whole lot to open the Bible to read a few scriptures and expound on them a little bit. But it's the seriousness is going to have to come in understanding them that you can walk in them. And it was about a year ago, this exact time, and I believe me and Pastor Gene and my cousin, were, we, we, were, we were in prayer time together, and this question hit my heart, and it hit it like a ton of bricks. And I didn't know what to do with it then, and I didn't know what to do with it until now. After I've gone through everything that I went through in 2020, family, I want to share with you. I want to show you. I want to teach you something here out of the heart of God here today. As me and Pastor Gene break this down. But the question was, it hit me, do you really understand what it means when the curtain was rent? Do you really understand what it means when the curtain was rent. Now, that's a great thought when you think about it. When you have to meditate on that and you have to take a moment to ask yourself, do I really understand what Matthew 20 and 51 says? And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. Do I understand that? I mean, we understand that we're talking about when... When Jesus was on Calvary and he died, and this was before he he ascended. This was before his his, his burial and resurrection. The curtain was rent. 
it was torn. And I had to ask myself, what does that really mean? Because in the book of Exodus, even that God, even that man fell, God still wanted to allow man in his presence. But man in his sinful state could not be in the presence of God. So in Exodus 26, 30 and 31, the Lord told Moses, And you will erect the tabernacle according to its plan, which have been shown to you on the mountain. And you will make a curtain of blue and purple and crimson yarn and finely twisted linen, the work of a skilled craftsman, he will make it with terrible. And you know, Pastor Gene, I think that there's so much right here. And I had taken, I mean, I'm just speaking for myself. I'm talking to myself today. How I have taken this for granted, you know, because I, I understood about a little bit about salvation. I understood a little bit about the resurrection. And, you know, my connection with the resurrection in, in, in the early days, I have to be honest, it was all connected with Easter time. You know, I, was, I understood that portion of it. But when I look at Matthew 20 and 51, to look at the curtain was rent. And it was rent for you and I. And I really didn't get understand that, Pastor Gene. That that really was just kind of, till now, it was just kind of oblivious to me. But it has some significance. If it has some significance. So when I put that question to you, Pastor Gene, do you understand what it meant that the curtain was rent? How would you answer that? Well, I think for the benefit of the listening audience, if they're not familiar with what you're saying, if, you know, it would probably be good to go back and read that. Because there may be some people out there listening, brother, that have no idea what you're talking about. So uh, if we could just go back a little bit and read that, that particular scripture in the book of Matthew. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'll okay, read it. Okay, you want me to read um, it? It's Matthew chapter huh? 20, family. You got your Bible. Matthew chapter 20. And um, Matthew and 51 was, is the verse. Matthew. Did I get that right? Matthew, hang on, family. I gotta. I think I wrote the wrong scripture down. I apologize. You, you have twenty and five, brother. About twenty and five. Oh, okay. That's what you had, chapter twenty, verse five. But I don't think that's the one you were talking about, is it? No, that that's the one. Well, I wrote it. I must have wrote it down wrong. Yeah. Um, twenty-seven and fifty-one. Chapter twenty-seven. Are you there? Yeah, twenty-seven and fifty-one. I, I I apologize, family. I wrote it down wrong. Thank you for correcting me. It's it's uh and in in, in Matthew 
chapter uh, 27. Uh, I'll, I, I'll read uh, from the Passion Translation, and I'll start mm-hmm. at verse 45. It says, for three hours beginning at noon, darkness came upon the earth. And this is why Jesus, this is a description of what was going on when Jesus was on the cross, people of God. Right. It right. says, and at 3 p.m., Jesus shouted with a loud voice. Uh, My God, my God, why have you deserted me? Some who were standing near the cross misunderstood and said, he's calling for Elijah. One bystander ran and got a sponge, soaked it with sour wine, then put it on a stick and held it up for Jesus to drink. But the rest said, leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to rescue him. Jesus passionately cried out, took his last breath, and gave up his spirit. At that moment, the veil in the Holy of Holies was torn in two from the top to the bottom. The earth shook violently, rocks were split apart, and graves were opened. Then many of the holy ones who had died uh, were brought back to life and came out of their graves. And after Jesus' resurrection, they were plainly seen by many people walking in Jerusalem. So this is the scripture that my brother was referencing as far as the uh, curtain or the veil being torn from mm-hmm. top to, to bottom. And we the, the veil was necessary because before Christ came and uh, gave his life for us, that was the sole duty of the priest. They would go, uh, the people would come, and they would offer up sacrifice and to make atonement for sin. And the priest would go before the holies of holies and uh, make atonement for the people. So when Jesus came, As the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice, the one that was accepted for the Lord, um, before the Lord actually, without spot uh, or blemish or wrinkle, the 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 the, uh, evidence of that was the the uh, veil being ripped, meaning that I have accepted this sacrifice, and now you no longer have need of a uh, fleshly uh, priest. Because you yourself now, because of the price that my son has paid, you yourself has you have access to me. So that was that. That's what that torn curtain or torn torn veil represented for us. Because Jesus paid the price, the ultimate price. He was the last sacrifice that was accepted. He is our sacrifice and our great high priest. Amen. But he's better than any high priest that ever lived because he allowed himself as the son of God, the king, to humble himself and become the sacrifice to ransom us, ransom the, uh, the, the thing that the Lord created and the Lord loved so that we can be restored to our father. And not only did he give his life for us to be ransomed, but also included in that was the uh, 
all of the rights that we have as sons and daughters of God. Amen. It was a total and a complete work that will never have to be repeated. There is nothing better than that. That was the ultimate. And it says that he is the great high priest, meaning that he's continuously making intercession. He he not only paid the price for us to be redeemed and restored, but he's making intercession for us so that we will make it in. Amen? So that's what that means to me. I'm not out here alone. It doesn't matter whether I'm Jew or Gentile, black or white, male or female. He paid the price for me. That makes me an heir. I'm just as good as any of his other sons and daughters. He doesn't look on me. I don't have to feel like I'm not as good as, like I felt before coming to him. I'm his beloved. Amen? So that's what that means to me, that I have access to my father, that nothing is limiting me now. I don't have to depend on anybody else to pray for me, to study for me, to go for me. I can go for myself because I'm accepted. And that's what it means to me, brother. Amen. Amen. And, you know, family, that, that is so important. And sometimes we forget that aspect. We, we forget that. We forget that we have unlimited opportunity access to the king. Unlimited. See, let's talk about this curtain a little bit. Just so I want to, I want to get the, so you can get the full visual effect. See, the curtain was this piece of cloth, and I think a lot of historians say it was about two inches thick. So it wasn't just a sheet that you can go get at Walmart or Costco's or somewhere and just, just hang up. This thing was it. It was woven together, and it was about two inches thick. And it was in the inner of the holies of holies of the tent of meeting. And it covered where God sat on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. It covered that place because people in their state, their sinful state, could not enter into the holy of holies. They would even die. And I think me and my sister was talking about this not too long ago. Even the Levitical priests, I'm sorry, Levitical priests, they had to have bells on the bottom of their robes and cords tied around their waist because if there was any inkling of sin in them, they would drop dead going into the Holy of Holies. But Jesus tore that. He ripped that for us. He didn't do it for the priests. He didn't do it for the pastors and the bishops and the apostles and all of those. He did that for you and I. When Jesus died, it ripped from top to bottom. And this was one of the purposes of the ministry for our Lord and Savior. And I think that a lot of times, sis, that gets overlooked. Because you mentioned something earlier about our rights. You mentioned about he restored our rights where we didn't have the right to come into the in the presence of God. We didn't have the ability to come in the presence of God. But he restored those rights. And that is the beauty about the veil being rent. It was a divine power of Jesus Christ that rent that veil for you and I. So when those words on the cross, and I'm learning this, uh, Pastor Gene, Pastor Chris, more and more every day. When Jesus said it is finished, 
Sometimes we don't know what that all means. It is finished. A lot of times we equate that, okay, all right, well, now I get to go to heaven and now I get to do all these other things, but it is finished. And I think that this is one of those messages, and I want you to stick with me, family, that once you grasp this, you'll have a greater in-depth of how important your relationship and how much Jesus Christ wants to have a relationship with you. Because a lot of times I think that we don't really understand how bad he wants to have a relationship with us. We really don't. And sometimes we take it for granted. Sometimes we take that notion for granted. You know, and, and I think that, that that really touched my heart today when when I was praying and, and I was like, wow, you know, there was so much more I could have done. There's so much more I need to do. And I really want to be about my father's business. I really, really do. See, because the veil represented a lot of things. The veil represented a lot of things. It represents the things that obstructed our relationship with God, our own fallen carnal nature. It represents the selfishness, the infectionness of selfishness we, we, we inherited from Adam. But Jesus took and destroyed this on the cross. He destroyed all the lies that, that, that were told to you. He destroyed every, everything that would look to keep you from having that relationship or having, being able to come to the Father <clears throat> excuse me, yourself. See, because the thing that, that, that really uh, um, touched me, sis, was, was in, in 2 Corinthians 4 and 34. If you got your 4, 3 and 4, I'm sorry. If you got your Passion Translation out, can you read that? 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. Okay. Um, here we go. Uh, it goes, uh, even if our gospel message is veiled, it is only veiled to those who are perishing, for their minds have been blinded by the God of this age, leaving them in unbelief. Their blindness keeps them from seeing the day spring light of the wonderful news of the glory of Jesus Christ, who is the divine image of God. Mm, powerful there. That's powerful. So do you think that in the midst of everything that a lot of what we heard the church saying and the people saying, do you, and then this is a question I have for you, Pastor Jane, do you think partially that was because they've allowed themselves to resurrect or put up that veil once again? Uh, you know, I, um, I can't say, I'm sure it could be several, several reasons. Uh, if, if I can back up to, uh, the beginning of chapter four, it says sure. now it, it's because of God's mercy that we've been entrusted with the privilege of this new covenant ministry. And we mm-hmm. will not quit or faint with weariness. 
We reject every shameful cover-up and refuse to resort to cunning trickery or distorting the word of God. Instead, we open up our souls to you by presenting the truth to everyone's conscience in the sight and presence of God. Even if our message, our gospel message is veiled, and it goes on to talk about the veiling. So what he's Mm -hmm. saying is we're bringing you the truth. We're bringing you a word that has been entrusted to us. The the word is this, is the, uh, is, is the word that explains a new covenant that has been made available to us as the children of God. And he's going on to expose some of the things that maybe they've had to deal with before. And, and he's saying that uh, we're, not trying to, we're not trying to seduce you. You understand? We're not using mm-hmm. cunning trickery or not distorting the word of God. But he says, we're really opening up our hearts, our soul to you, presenting you the truth. Amen. And so it's say, he's saying, so if we're speaking the truth, if we're speaking by the spirit of God and you're having a problem understanding us, then check and see what's going on within your mind. Check and see what's going on mm-hmm. within your heart, because there, there, there has to come a point where you have to make a decision. If you're going to go with the God of this world, which is religion, or if you're going to let down your guards and you're going to Mm. submit your heart and allow that truth to find an entrance in your heart so it can bring about a change so that the veil will remove of unbelief because he's telling them that the veil that's still there is unbelief. It's Mm -hmm, unbelief. mm -hmm. So he's exposing mm-hmm. to them, this is the truth. If you're not able to receive it, it's because there, there's something has crept into your heart. But basically he's saying that God is powerful enough to deliver you from that unbelief if you desire it. But it's up to you. Do you want to go with the Lord or do you want to stay in that comfortable place of religion? Because basically religion is what's gotten you where you are. And God Amen. has sent the truth. To reconcile you, he's sending this word to 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 uh, break through the deception, break through that cloud uh, or that veil of uh, unbelief, so that you can receive the truth. Amen. And Amen. he goes on to say that it says, "For their minds, in verse four, have been blinded by the God of this age." He's telling them. What you know, what you've been under, what you've been taught, what you've been listening to, as has mm-hmm. caused caused you spiritual blindness. And it says mm-hmm. their blindness keeps them from seeing the day spring light of the wonderful news of the glory of uh, Jesus Christ, who is the divine image of God. He says we don't preach ourselves, but rather the lordship of Jesus Christ. For we are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said. Let brilliant light shine out of the darkness is the one who has cascaded his light into us. The Mm -hmm. brilliant, darning light of the glorious knowledge of God as we gaze into the face of Jesus Christ. You know, and he goes on. And he's trying to convince them. And he's saying, we're just like you. We're nothing but, but clay jars that carry mm-hmm. this glorious treasure within. So, I mean, it's like he understands he's got to teach them, you know, mm-hmm. as he's exposing mm-hmm. to them 
where they are and what their true condition is. He's under. He's basically saying that that exposure has to come before they can even get a, a uh, understanding. Amen. So it's like a twofold thing he's doing here. Amen. 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 But you know, so much of what you said, you know, and I was listening to you, minister, and and so much of that I see that this coming up last year, and I'm just reflecting here, no, by no means pointing fingers or anything, but we've uh, the the body has allowed. I guess the best way to say the body has allowed to be regressed back to the point where we become ignorant in a lot of respects to some of these things that you were just talking about. We become ignorant to the fact that we can approach the throne of mercy and grace now ourselves, you know, that we don't have to have someone, the teaching of someone saying that I have to go for you. I need to go for you. And I, and I guess that's one of the things that I wanted to pull out in this time, and I think that that's where it's going to be. As we go into this year, sis, I think it's going to be ever more prevalent. It's going to be necessary that the people of God get on their face before God themselves and not require another man, woman, or someone that they feel is in deity to bring them there. See, because I think that that's where we get into this stupor, you know, and I love that that term that you, you coined, you know, we, we get so accompanied into following stupid to where we don't sit down and we don't look and see what's been afforded to us, our rights, and what Jesus did. You know, because family, you know what what, what we're talking about. Let me let me let me share this with you. It, just to give you a, a little deeper insight in what we're talking about. You know, so the veil was like the veil that we're talking about, I told you, the thick curtain. It completely separated the area as the holy place located from the holy of holies. And it was the sacred part of the temple which represented the presence of the Almighty. And when Solomon erected the temple, it had within it the Ark of the Covenant, which contained the Ten Commandments, a flask of manna, and Aaron's rod that budded. And you can find that in Second Chronicles 5 and 10 and Hebrews 9 and 4. The holy holies could only be entered by the high priest once a year on the Day of Atonement so that he could sprinkle blood on the ark's mercy seat to atone for Israel's sin. And that's in Leviticus 16. At King Solomon's dedication ceremony of the temple, God manifested his presence and glory, sometimes referred to as the Shekinah glory in the Holy of Holies. And then they would have trumpeters, trumpets, singers sing, and they would be praising the Lord. And this was all of this up to the point when Jesus was on the cross. This had to be done this way, sis. There was no other way for it to be done. It had to be done that way. See, because before the sacrifice of Christ, humans had to go through the temple or the priesthood in order to have a relationship with God. Moreover, the only, only the high priest who represented all people on that day could go into God's presence. And I love the point that you put out, and, and you hit right on the head, uh, that Christ was our perfect sacrifice 
He was the perfect Lamb of God that we now have access. He paid it all. He paid it all for humanity that when the veil was ripped, we can go into the Holy of Holies and have a relationship with the Father. But why don't we do that, sis? Why don't we understand that at a deeper level? Why do we feel like we've got to go through passive? We've got to go through this one. We've got to go through that one. Why don't we understand that we have been afforded that right to go ourselves? I think I think for me, it's because there I didn't have that relationship with the father, because early on I wasn't taught that I could have that. I was actually taught that pastor had that relationship, so I came to pastor to learn from him what God was saying because he was the only one that was privileged enough to have that relationship with the Lord, where uh, where when he read the Bible, he could understand it. It was an unspoken thing, but it was just something that I articulated that, oh, pastor is the only one that can, uh, he's the one that preached, so he's the one that understands. He's the one that God talks to. And we just come to church, and long as we come to church and obey and hear and serve, see, my, I was basically taught to serve. Mm. Serve service service mm. service and and none of that mm. included relationship amen so that's but but if god is 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 uh desiring relationship with us and we're stuck on serving god then you know it's easy for us to get deceived it's easy for mm-hmm. us to go astray because you know brother nine times out of ten we only continuously do what's in our heart to do. That's true. We can only continue, we can only do what's in our hearts to do continuously. Now, mm. in my mind, if I say I'm going to do it in my mind, I might do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's in my heart, if I do it from my heart, if I do it because I love you, then that's a whole nother level of doing. Amen. That's a whole mm-hmm. other level of uh, taking care of it, watching over it, trying to please it, trying to understand it, laying down my life for it. And, and so that's what God called us into relationship. But for some reason, whoever was teaching us didn't teach us relationship, but they focused on serving, wow. serving. And so I think that's why we we stumble over it. We stumble over Mm. it because somewhere the enemy was able to come in and twist it and and make us, you know, and cause us to think that you're not good enough. You're not doing it good enough. You're, you know, if you don't do it like this, Pastor, if you don't move like him, if you don't catch your ear when you scream, if you don't, you know, if you don't dance like that one or dress like that one, then, you know, you're going to miss God. You're in danger mm. of missing God. And and so we were not enlightened. 
But God saw that, and in his mercy, he made a way for us to not only see that there was something wrong there, but also he, he's coming to, because of the Holy Spirit in us, that will lead us into all truth. The Holy Spirit is not only showing you that you're coming up wanting, meaning that you're coming up short, but here's a better way. This is what the word mm-hmm. really meant. So the word, the, the, the Holy Spirit, when we read that word, that word now, it's bringing life to us and revelation to us and understanding where we didn't have understanding before. So now we, it's waking us up to the point where we realize I can have a relationship with God, meaning I can hear his voice, not mm, just pastor. Mm, 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 I can, mm, I, out of that relationship, and as that relationship grows and, and I hear him and I know he hears me and I understand him and I know he understands me, then that relationship continues to grow and grow and we begin to mature in the things of God. Mm. Great. Woo. Hallelujah. That's good. That's good. You know, and, and, and brother, you- one thing that keeps coming to me is that, it, it, you know, uh, it, uh, before the new covenant, we were dependent on a priest that needed a priest to atone for our sins. <laughs> and that's why they had Amen. to put bells on the bottom of their cloaks, because if they went into the holies of holies without the right purification, they would fall dead in the presence of the Lord. So that mm-hmm. wasn't very mm-hmm. effective for us, was it? No. <laughs> No, not at all. <laughs> Woo. And, and you know, when you said that, when you were ministering, it was just so powerful. It says, you know what? We have to retrain our thinking. We have to think like a bride and not the maidservant. We have to Amen. think like the bride and not like the, 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 bride, the maidservant. Because so often, and, and when you mentioned that, it just took me back also how it's almost like a bewitching that we, you know, some the body of Christ was saying, you know, your service is your relationship, but your relationship mm-hmm. will dictate your service. Once you get Hello. into your relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, it's going to dictate your service. But if you go mm-hmm. around thinking that your service is your relationship, you're going to miss out on everything. You know, just like that scripture we had read a few weeks ago that said that we'll do greater works. You can't do that without relationship. You can't do that without knowing who the Father is. How are you going to do something greater when you don't even know what's done already? Mm. And the only way that's going to happen is that you get in a relationship. And and that's what we're promoting here right now, family, with this, this message today is, Relationship is the most important thing that we have in the body of Christ. Relationship. And you know, brother, if we if we don't have that relationship, we could get into that that real gray area like Saul, who later became Paul, because he was doing what he was doing with zeal, and he thought he yeah. was doing it as unto the Lord, but he was actually acting like the adversary of God. And God had right. to knock him down and say, why are you persecuting me? Can you imagine right. you think what you're doing, you're doing in a service 
to the Lord and, and God is, is you're actually by your actions opposing God because you don't have know him or have that relationship with him? Mm-hmm. So it's Great many point. examples like that. Great point. Great point. Let's talk about that for a minute. You know, I'm just being sensitive to the Holy Spirit here. Paul, Paul's a prime example, perfect example. The apostle Paul was called a Pharisee among Pharisees. And if you want to break that down, he was called uh, 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 he was called the pastor's pastor. He was called the bishop's bishop. What, what I'm saying is Paul knew the law. There was nothing about the law, the Torah, the, the Bible as it was written in that time that Paul did not know nothing about. He was so passionate about what he knew and what he learned, he enforced his will on the, the disciples and the Christians in that age and that time. And guess what? Just like you said, sis, he thought he was doing right. He was so convicted that he was doing right that he kept on doing it with more zeal and ambition than anybody else that I can remember reading in the New Testament was the Apostle Paul. He was the one out there going arresting Christians, killing Christians, accusing Christians. He was the one that, that, was, that was just doing everything according to the works, the service side. But once he entered in a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and now Saul became Paul, the relationship dictated the work, the service. The relationship that he entered in with our Lord and, um, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ dictated the service or the work. And so often, if we want to do it backwards, we want to serve till we get in a relationship, we're going to miss out on it. And what's going to happen in that missing out? We're going to come up with a lot of mandates and false doctrines. We're going to come up with a lot of junk that we hear in the body of Christ today because there's no relationship behind the service. There's all service. Amen. I hear you, Pastor Chris, you're jumping at the bit. I, I didn't know if you wanted to chime in or not. <laughs> well, I was letting I was letting thunder and lightning go, but I'll I'll throw my little spark in there. See, you you two hit it right on the head. See, this is why I know God is speaking in this in this season. We have to be unlearned. What do I mean? We've been taught how to speak, talk, articulate. Say all the right things, dress the right way, do mannerisms, drive our car so blessed, wear our clothes so highly favored that we forgot the key element to everything. What changed every great man and woman in the text was their what? Their relationship. It wasn't what they mm-hmm. knew, it wasn't the law that they knew, it wasn't how much headlock knowledge they knew. Jesus broke that. There was a reason why Jesus tore the veil when he died. There was a reason for it. See, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we picked up the veil in modern times. We picked up the veil, put it around our shoulders, and ran with it. Now, mm. the veil was ripped for a reason, for us to see 
the truth. We picked up the veil and, and started running with it. And to this mm. present day, till 2020, we still been walking with the veil. Uh-oh. Wow. And it only took some of the people of God to see that God is requiring relationship in this season, not your religion. The veil was the religion. The veil was church as usual. The veil was Come saying on. all the nice things, all the cliches, doing all the right things, throwing your thousand dollars seed on the on the altar, all that stuff. Church as usual. The work. But we never developed the relationship. And see, that's why we get mad at folks when they see the religion versus the relationship. When people Come start on. seeing that it's the relationship versus the religion. That's why some leaders, I'm not going to say all, but some leaders get offended because you found relationship. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Now, when you find relationship, you see that the works that you were doing in your ministry for 5, 10, 15 years, I'm not saying nothing's, nothing's wrong with that. But when did you have time to develop your relationship? Uh oh, I'll wait. Come on. See, this is Come this on. is why we were in the position we were in in 2020. We were so busy doing the work that we forgot the relationship. And then when things fell apart in our life, we wanted to run and go back to the bar or drop it like it's hot at the club. Why? Because we were doing the work. We weren't having the relationship. God is stripping all that nonsense. That we picked up 2,000 years ago And we're still riding with it Some of us as leaders Are still holding the veil Even in two days into 2021 We are still doing the same stuff Why? Because we are taught to do religion Not relationship Uh oh See, I'm trying not to start no trouble In 2021 But God has already sparked (laughs) something in me and you all started something. You and Pastor Gene, y'all started something. And I'm trying to be nice. But see, the fact of the matter is, our relationship is going to grow into the process of what God has. Amen. God is processing us for the next work. A new anointing. A fresh anointing. That doesn't require you to go to seminary school and waste eight years of your life where you can attain the same knowledge by just having a relationship with God. Uh-oh. They ain't going to like that comment, but I'm sorry. It's in the word. If you ask for wisdom, he will provide it to you. Just saying. So in the process of your relationship, he will tear down the walls of religion. He will tear down what your bishop or your apostle said. You'll develop an ear to hear. You will know when God is telling you to do a thing because all H-E-double-L hockey sticks is going to break loose in your life. Why? Because the devil's trying to bring you back to religion. Uh Uh-oh. See, he don't want you Mm -hmm. going through the process of the relationship. He wants to keep you where you are. He wants you to keep you sitting in that seat and pouring water for the king of the house. Oh, I'm sorry. Pouring water for your pastor or your first lady, and God has you 
right where he wants you to pull you out of the formalism. All this stuff we've developed, Brother Donna Pastor Gene, that's the problem. That's why we can't yeah. go to the next level because we're so mm-hmm. toxic with all this church stuff. We developed all these mandates, these laws, the visions of the house, the cliche of the house, all this stuff that has nothing to do with what God wants for this season. He wants our attention. I said this in 2020, and I'm going to overemphasize it and run it to the ground in 2021. Relationship is vital in 2021. You will not get to the next process of your walk if you don't have it. And your purpose will not come out from the process if you don't let God to lead you, not your intellect, not what Pastor Gene says, not what Brother Don says, not even what what I got to say. Listen to the voice of God. Get a relationship with him, and your relationship will grow to your process, and it will lead you to your purpose. I'm done. Back to you, Brother Don Pastor I better drop the mic. I'm done. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Good, 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 good stuff. Pastor Gene, you still have your Passion Translation open. And are you still in Second yes, Corinthians chapter 3? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to share this, and I want you to read, uh, when I get done, 14 through 18. I think this this is going to be powerful here. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this because I think you brought out some excellent points that I want the family to kind of reinforce. Uh, with the family here is that Jesus is our high priest in the order of Melchizedek. He is our high priest. He is our perfect sacrifice. And after his resurrection and he ascended to heaven, just like the earthly priest then back in the Levitical days was, was instructed, they had to have the blood to go through the veil and into the presence of God. Jesus presented his sacrifice, his blood, before God's throne to never be exhausted, to never run out. He goes with us, not for us. He goes with us, and the sacrifice of his blood never exhausts out. It doesn't run out. That's important. I want you to get that. See, and as Pastor Chris said, the exact same the the, the uh, exact same thing what the Holy Spirit was showing me was that we've allowed religion to put the veil back in place. Why? Because now we've become where we're requiring a man, we've become accustomed to requiring a man or a woman to go in the presence of God for us. Now look. Jesus paid the price that we have unlimited access to the presence of God. We have unlimited relationship possibilities with him, but we've allowed the veil to be reconstructed by religion that we pay someone, we dictate to someone to go for it. And when you think about that, and this is this is going to be kind of harsh, but I want I got to say it like it is. Um, I'm gonna probably get in trouble for this, but I got to say it. 
When we do that, we disrespect all that Jesus done for us to give us that access when we hand it back over to a man or a woman. Nobody, now listen, family, nobody can go before the Father on your behalf better than you. Now, don't get me wrong. We need strong people in our lives to hold us accountable in our relationships. We need teachers in our walk. We need those for obedience. But going before the Lord is available for you. And the thing about it, and the thing that I'm still grasping my my mind around, family, and, and I'm starting to see it more and more that I read scripture, God is screaming out for a relationship for us. He's screaming out to spend time with you. He longs to have that time that alone time with you that he could spend with you. But too often, more than not, we, we let this religion get in the way. Wow. Because if we approach God as if we always need somebody to go for us, then that means you're going to miss out on every supernatural experience he has planned for you. You're going to miss out. He's not going to give that experience for someone to come back and give it to you. He wants to share that supernatural experience with just you and him. And that's the thing. And that's why, family, we're going to have to get down on 2021 to say, I'm going to deepen my relationship with Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. I'm going to know him more intimately and passionately as the best that I can. I'm going to get in that word, and I'm going to dive in that word, and I'm going to know all about him. I want to know how he feels. I want to know what he sees. I want to know what he thinks. I want to know everything it is to know about him. Because we've done the same thing when we got our mate. We sat down. I want to know everything about you. We didn't just say, okay, come on, let's go. Let's get married. I, I, it don't matter that I just met you two hours ago. We're going to get married today. No, we wanted an intimate relationship where we wanted to know everything about them. Where were you born? What were your parents' names? Where did you live? How did you grow up? We wanted to know every detail. Jesus rent the veil that we can know every detail that God wants to give us. If we don't let religion get in the way. And that's going to be important this year, family. That is going to be monumental this year. We've got to back up away from the way we've been doing things and get into doing something that, 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 that's fresh and not stagnant. That old stuff was stagnant. It had no life in it. Because if it had life in it, it'd still be going now. But it had no life in it. We've got to get back to that relationship was the most important thing in our lives. Our relationship with Christ. More important than your, than, than your relationship with your wife, kids, mother, father, auntie, uncles, cousins, uh, friends. Jesus is the most important relationship in your life. That's where we got to get. Go ahead, sis. You know, brother, if I may add, too, the the thing that, that, that I want to say to people that 
that maybe have never heard this before or it's new to them. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. they have been trained in religion. And when we say relationship, it might, you know, you might have to hear that a hundred times before it really sinks in because right. we're so, you know, religion is so embedded in us. So if I say mm. you got to have a relationship, you don't know. I mean, if, if that would have gone right over my head when I first started going to the church, <laughs> I mean, I probably would have thought in my ignorance, uh, well, that's why I'm here because I want a relationship. But mm-hmm. but not even having a clue what that really, really meant. Amen? Good because point. at that Good point, point, all of the relationships that I had uh, explored were terrible. My relationship mm-hmm. with my parents were not good. My relationship with my siblings were not good. My relationship with men were not good. I really had no re- no relationship. My, my relationships were equivalent to what I could do for you so that you would accept me. Wow. You understand? Wow. So I really didn't mm-hmm. know how to define relationships. So how many of us in this day and hour really know how to define a relationship? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, even when we got married, yeah. did we know what a relationship was? Or, or when we got married, did we get married for a selfish reason? Mm-hmm. Half of us got married because we were lonely or we didn't want to fornicate anymore, or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, but mm-hmm. it wasn't because we really uh, had a relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what we found out after we got married to them is that when problems arose, like they do in relationships, a lot of times we the first thing we wanted to do was separate or get a divorce. Wow. Mm-hmm. So now you're telling me this is all I know about a relationship. And, and you know, the relationship that you have, one thing uh, one of my uh, my Bible school teachers taught me, if you want to know how strong your relationship is with the Lord, turn around and, come and look at the person that's supposed to be the closest to you. Wow. And, and judge, judge that relationship, and that will let you know what kind of relationship you have with the Lord. And none of us mm. wanted to really look at that. Because in most right, right. cases, it was our yeah. fault. <laughs> right. <laughs> Amen. 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 So, well, you know, the truth of the matter is we really, you know, define relationships. Define relationships. Yeah. Half of us can't define relationships. So now you're telling mm-hmm. me to have one with God? I have no clue what you're talking about. What? Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm so. I'm so earthly, earthly minded that I'm. I'm no. I'm, I can't even comprehend or understand what a spiritual father is saying when he says relationship. Mm. So why why am I why am I saying all of that? Because if we take that guesstimation. Uh, on a good day of what a relationship is, at best, that's religion. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 that is a wow. So, you know, it's yeah. like it's like Pastor Chris say, a lot of stuff we just really got to unlearn. Uh, and so what mm-hmm. do we do? We come to the Father and say, I mean, I have to say this, Lord, you want a relationship with me? 
I don't know how to have a relationship with you. What in the world does that mean? Amen? Mm-hmm. Because half right. of the time when I went before the Lord, I was always, I was already trying to, I had been in sin, so now I want to come before the Lord and pray for something. So now I know I got to fix everything and make everything look good, so when I come before the Lord, I won't feel the condemnation of it. Mm. Isn't that how we do our spouses? Yeah, if they're mad true. at us, mm-hmm. we try to figure out what we can do to make them feel better. So when we talk to them and tell them what we need or what we want, we won't have to deal with what what they were mad about. We don't know how to fix the problem, right? Yep. We don't right. know how to right. say, right. I'm sorry, I was wrong. We don't know how to say, how can I make this right? I really want to make this right. I take responsibility for what, what I I did. Half of the time, we have to, they have to almost pull a tooth out of our mouth for us to admit it was our fault. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Amen? So, so we're yeah. going to bring all of that and say, God, I want to have a relationship. God's not going for that kind of stuff we do to each other. Mm-hmm. You can't have a relationship with God with pride and stubbornness, and I want to have my way, and if I don't get my way, ain't nobody going to be happy around here. I'm the one that do this, and I'm the one that do that. And you this and and I'm that. Mm. That that doesn't that does not flow well when you go before the Lord. Trust me, it doesn't. Amen. Amen. But 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 Amen. for the most part, that's our idea of an effective relationship. <laughs> that is true. Well, I mean, we that have to true. laugh at ourselves sometimes, people. Oh so, yeah. Well, what, what, I had to I had to get right there. I had to go to the gristle. So that you can see you're not capable of fixing anything un- unless you humble yourself and go ah. correctly to the Lord. And say, God, here I am. I, I, I'm reading here and I'm understanding that you sent your son so that I could be restored and I could be your child. I can partake of mm-hmm. all of the benefits that are mine because I'm your child. But now I understand you want a relationship with me. God, I, I don't know if I really know how to have relationships because mm-hmm. all of my relationships are, are, are based on what my mind says they should be because I don't oh. want to put my heart in it. I'm not ready to mm. invest my heart in any more relationships because the last time I checked, I got hurt. So I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to invest my heart into this relationship. But, God, you're saying, and, and as I study about you, you love me, and your your love is unconditional, so I don't have to work it up. I don't have to impress you. But even though I know your love for me is unconditional, I really don't know if I'm ready to love you back because I'm hurt. You wow. have to talk to the Lord right where you are, and then as you communicate, you're developing a relationship. Can you see what I'm doing? I'm messed up, yeah, God. Yeah. I, every time I get my heart, it gets hurt, and I'm telling you, Lord, I don't know how to release that hurt, but I'm reading that you can heal my hurt. You hear that relationship being developed? So, God, mm-hmm, how do mm-hmm. I give you the hurt now? How do I do that? Because I, I really want to try this relationship thing. But I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, every time I try, I feel all that hurt rising up inside of me. So can I give that to you, Lord? Okay, God, mm. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you that hurt. I'm going to give you That's that good. bitterness. 
Okay. I, oh, That's I got to give you the anger now. Okay. Wait. Wait a minute. Now, how do I give you that? You you hear that relationship, right? That relationship. Mm-hmm. The Spirit of the Lord is saying, now give me this. And me saying, well, okay, I got to give you. Okay, so if I give you, that's relationship. That's communication. Amen? So that's right. Amen. as I begin to trust him and open up my heart to him, and then my heart becomes responsive to him, and then the love grows, the relationship grows, the trust grows. And out of that place, guess what? I see my spouse di- differently, and I realize I don't have to seduce my spouse to get him to do what I want him to do anymore. I realize mm. that now I can pray for him. I realize mm. that I don't have to walk around pretending everything is all right between us when it really ain't all right. Amen? Because now mm. I'm understanding that God was powerful enough to change me when I thought I was beyond changing. So perhaps maybe he can change him too. Relationship. That's what we're Amen. talking about. When, when you're going in and investing in, 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 in relationships with men and women, we invest something. Amen? When we get a job and we develop relationships at work, we're investing something. That's what God is saying. Come to me and invest something in your relationship with me. And I will, I am so powerful and so loving that I will forgive you, forgive you of your sins. I will make the crooked path straight. I will remove yeah. the things that are there that's hindering you and preventing you from growing and knowing me. And you know what? I'll throw a little blessing in there also so that you Amen. can overcome and not have to keep wandering around in that same wilderness of bondage and you can walk in freedom. Mm. And so much more. You know, see, I'm, I'm seeing we can tell people this, but we got to go back and teach it as we tell them. Because they, oh, they I didn't have a clue. They told yeah. me I was the righteousness yeah. of Christ. I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> right. Yep. All right. Amen. I had, I had I no idea. Around quoting it. I'm sorry. No, I was saying, Pastor Gene, I, I had no idea. I had no clue what it meant. That's right. Yeah, I, ha- I had. I was just telling you just to co-sign on what you just said, Pastor Gene. I truly didn't have any idea until I was laid up in that hospital bed. I was 40 then. So in that 20 years of me doing church, how much time I actually wasted. Think about it. I wasted a lot of time on the works, looking apart, dressing apart, speaking apart. But in my own personal life, I didn't know how to have a relationship. Uh-oh. So how mm. was I going to have a spiritual relationship with somebody that I can't see and I'm all broke up? And see, one key thing that I remember. Even in my broken place, Pastor Gene, that's where I learned how to trust him. Why? Because we're so used to going to Pastor Gene or going to Brother Don. That's our first instinct. Mm -hmm. We got to go to somebody just to, to be pulled up. But see, 
when you are uh, open and exposed, that's the most uncomfortable place to be in, especially when you have no control over the situation. That's why Mm -hmm. we get hurt, because we open ourselves without the recollection of pain. And when we receive the pain from someone that we love, we're devastated. Why? Because we didn't prepare that place. We went into it head first. That's why we get so emotionally tore up when we get church hurt or when we have relationship Mm. issues or when our marriage goes to tank. I'm on my third one. Just saying. I had to get Chris right. I wasn't going to be able to love my wife without looking myself in the mirror. I had to relearn what I was taught from TV, from pastor, from bishop, from apostle, from being church. I had to learn how to love again. And that's an uncomfortable place for all of us. I don't care if you 21 or (laughs) you 61. It doesn't make a difference. When you have to trust in something you can't see, when you have to trust in something that is totally against the human psyche, when you have to trust in the word called love, even in our natural, we go head first. So mm-hmm. why are we so defensive, Brother Donna Pastor Jean, when we're going to the things of God, when we're talking about relationship? Because we've been so mm-hmm. hurt in the natural, we think this, the God that we're supposedly going to give our heart to is going to do the same thing. That's the human yep. nature. Mm-hmm. That's the veil. That's the mm-hmm. veil I was talking about. We're so used mm-hmm. to the human condition that Christ isn't the human condition. He will love mm-hmm. us past it. He will Amen. use you in your most darkest place. Been there. Done that. Mm-hmm. So he will take you from that and he will show you what his love truly is, even in the darkest place of your life. Even if you don't know how to love again, he will teach you. Even if you don't know how to speak or articulate, he will give you the words to articulate. <laughs> and, mm. and this is what people don't mm. understand, Pastor Dean and, and Brother Don. You don't got to go to all these fancy schools to get this. It's a word that the human being has been having problems with in the last 2,000 plus years. It's called trust. Period. And, and what Amen. God does is strip our human condition and makes us trust him because he's a what? He's he's not a man that he should lie. Hello. Amen. Oh, that's another cliche. No, it ain't. I dare you to try it. Because I was stubborn. Just last year, I was stubborn as all get out. I still wanted mm. to do what Chris wanted to do. And guess what? I had to die to Chris in order for me to receive my next level. Why? Because it wasn't about me. It's about the people. And if I can make you with your stubbornness, with your hard-headedness, with all your knowledge and all your churchdom, if I can break you, I can break anyone. Because if you just give me a little bit, and he doesn't require much, y'all. All he asks is for a little 
bit. And if you just mm. give them that, I guarantee you, you will learn how to love unconditionally. Even though you, don't, you wake up and you don't feel like it. You don't want to tell Brother Don or Pastor Gene that you love them because you're feeling some kind of way. I had to learn how to love past the pain, literally mm. and spiritually. But see, that's a whole nother mm. show. I don't, we don't have time to fit that in. <laughs> but I also understand how to love past the pain. And I had to learn Amen. the hard way. Y'all better take this mic. I'm done. Back to you. <laughs> you know, and you know what, Pastor Chris, we all have to do some reflecting. And I had to get to the point where I said, you know what, if I can entrust my heart to people who didn't deserve it, if I can entrust mm. my heart to people and they, they, it's like they yanked it out, threw it on the floor, and that wasn't enough, then they had to stump it. And that's how I felt mm. a lot of times when I gave my heart away. You know, I had to sit down and, and, and think, well, if I gave it to them, why wouldn't I give it to God? Because no matter how hard I searched, I could not find any inconsistency in him. I could not find any place he lied or disappointed me. So mm. why wouldn't I trust him with my heart? Because I constantly trusted people who did that to me over and over again. So I decided, mm. well, you know what, God? I'm going to give my heart to you, and I'm going to see what you do with it. Because I surely have given it to others. And and here I stand, a mess. A mess. Show up. But now, Father, you're saying if I give my heart to you, not only will you teach me love, but you'll heal it where it's broken. Well, that's a win-win for me. So here you go, God. I give my heart to you. It's that Amen. simple. Yes. Amen. Mm. Cut that mm-hmm. fat and get you ready to go lean. And that's that's the most awesome thing about what God does. He takes the leftovers. He takes mm. the the three day old pasta. He takes you know the the lion and he takes the lamb and he's able to be both lion and lamb. See, this is what people don't understand. We got to be one or the other. See, but what God asks for in relationship is our consistency. Even if you got five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, 10 minutes of your time, just to talk to God. You don't got to get all super Sande Hondaed out. Just talk to him. Just ask him, hey, look, man, look, God, here I go again. I'm, I'm at the same place. I'm doing the same thing, but I trust you. Even though I got issues with trust, but I know you got me, but, you know, you just know. See, see, God uh, God can work with transparency. See, he can Amen. also work with you being vulnerable, to be open, transparent. See, this is where he does the best work because you're right. open for the change even though in your physical mind you still got your guard up but see god has a strategic way of throwing that left hook and you don't even see it coming 
Mm-hmm. He's able to knock you out, and you're prepared for the punch. You've been training for it. You've been hurt so much, you know when it's about to come. But when it comes from God, he's able to do it in a way where he'll knock out all that nonsense and bring you to a place that's truth-rooted. Uh-oh. What do I mean? Mm. Truth-rooted, meaning that he proved to you what he said he was going to do. Even though we ain't hold our end of the bargain, uh-oh. See, we don't want to talk about that either, Pastor G. See, when we get to that place, a lot of times we renege. Mm-hmm. Our trust factor, we kind of pull back a little bit. We kind of take it back just a little bit. We want to hold on to it because I don't know. You want me to trust and have a relationship with somebody I can't see, I can't hug them. And all this stuff But mm. let me tell you mm. something about what God does See He may not be here physically But as you build your spirit It's just as if He was standing right there And hugging you okay. as a solid Human being Watch yeah. what I tell you As you develop Amen. your trust As you stay open <clears throat> And if you stay consistent He will give it to you and it's like hugging somebody that's standing right next to you. But this hug, his love, will never be conditional. It will always yeah. be there, even if you pick up that drink. And it's been three weeks, and you picked up that drink again. Even if you picked up that blunt. Even if you did whatever the thing that you and God decided to break bread and get and deal with religion, whatever it is, he's still right there with his arms open and his hugs are contagious because you can't shake it off. You can't pray it off. It's going to stay on you like you get sprayed by a skunk. Sorry to be so graphic, Mm, mm. but that's how it is. His scent will never leave your nostrils and everything that you've asked him for, the next thing you know, you're walking in it. You're talking to it. You're talking, Amen. you're speaking life to it. Let me be, let me be quiet. See, uh, t- tomorrow's my time to preach. I'm going to stop. All right. <laughs> let me come to preach. All right, y'all. Uh, I'm going to stop for real. I'm going to stop for real. All right. Back to you, Brother Dr. Pastor Gene. I'm going to stop. Y'all need to stop, need to stop poking me with that Holy Ghost stick. Just saying. Anyway, back to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Amen, amen. No, that's good. I, and you know, and I'm glad this word is is, is firing everybody up because I, that's what I pray for. Because I think this is the what we've got to get back in the land. We've got to establish relationship over religion. We've got to, because religion is what kept us in the problem and troubles that we're suffering now. And just imagine if we would have been in relationship with Jesus the way that we needed to be in relationship with him in the beginning of 2020, this time last year, where would we be at? You know, that's a thought. Where would we be at? And then I think, okay, well, we made it through. Now we have an opportunity to get it right. Now we've got an opportunity. He blessed us. He brought us through to get it right. And now is the time to get it right. And that's what it's about, relationship over everything. Amen. And and I'm thank you, Pastor Gene, for pointing that out because a lot of times the way we approach 
the things of the Lord is the way we approach things in the natural. And he's, he, he's, you know, the word says he'll stick closer than the brother. He's there. He, he's, he's, he, he can be closer than anybody that you know. And he's not going to yeah, let you down. He's not going to hurt uh-huh. you. He's not going to uh-huh. break your heart. He's not going to do these things. But if you approach it with the, the baggage and the stain of the, what you dealt with in the flesh, then you're going to miss out on a whole lot. And the biggest revelation I got, family, Pastor Chris, Pastor Gene, was the fact that he's waiting to have that supernatural experience with just me and him. He's waiting. And you too, family. He's waiting. But it starts with, just like Pastor Gene and Pastor Chris was saying, you just got to be open and transparent. You know, it's, and, and that's the thing that only you can do. I can't do that for you. Pastor Gene can't do that for you. Pastor Chris can't do that for you. He can't bear your heart on the None of us can bear your heart on the altar like you can and just say, Lord, I messed up. And just as Pastor Gene said, start that dialogue, that communication. And it don't have to be all complicated. Just tell them how you feel. I do often. Tell them what you're going through. And you're, you know, brother, started. I find I can trust somebody that died for me. Mm-hmm. You hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I finally realized that nobody else that I had given my heart to was willing to sometimes give me what I needed, loan me what I needed. <laughs> but then when I came face to face with my Savior, he loved Ooh. me so much that he gave his life for me. So I can trust somebody mm. that's willing to die for me. Mm. You know, that's powerful. I'm going to share this with you. This, when you said that, 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 it hit me like a ton of bricks. He died for us because he was already in relationship with us. Are we willing to be in relationship with him that we can die to him? Mm. Can we die for Christ? Truly. He was in relationship when he died for us. The, the word says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe um, shall have eternal life and not perish. So he was already in an established relationship with all of us even before we got here. And he died for us. Are we willing to do the same? Are we willing to die to self for him? And you know, he don't need he doesn't even ask us to die for him. He asks us to live for him. Right. I'm, I was talking die to self. Put everything down okay. that that, mm-hmm. that we could live for him. You know, that's what I was referring to as die to self. Could we do that same thing he did for us, for him? Could we pick up our cross and bear it because he picked up his cross and bared it for us? Can we do the same thing? You know, and that, that's a heavy thought, you know, when you think about it. In terms, and just like you said, you know, now that I know Pastor Chris and I know you, you know, I, I'm willing to lay it down. But you, had you told me three years ago, hey, this guy, uh, Pastor Chris Newton down there in Texas, you know, he's he's in trouble. Um, would would you die for him? Who? Who? <laughs> I don't know this guy. I didn't know. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. And you, no, man, how dare you? I'd be offended. How dare you come to me and ask me something like that? But now my brother that I know, yeah, I could lay down my life. My Man. sister, yeah, I could lay down my life. 
Because I'm in relationship. I know you. I know your heart. It's not like that I don't know you. And that's the thing that, that, that I really hit home tonight is that we get to know him. And and have that relationship and know what he means to us. Amen. 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 Um. Well, wow. We 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 run we run this one. Uh, I had some more stuff, but um, I do want to be sensitive. I'm, I'm told we have callers on the line, so at this time we're going to open up the floor. If we have some callers out there that would like to expound. Uh, revelation, um, what God is telling you, what, what questions that you may not understand, or whatever it is that you have, we'll open up the floor, uh, Pastor Amen. Chris, at this time for our callers. Yes, sir. All right, caller, we will only read the last four digits of your phone number for security purposes. So, first caller, 9229-9229. Welcome to Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer. God bless you. Ninety-two twenty-nine. Are you there? I think that's my friend calling out of Philadelphia, Doctor Mason. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yep, Doctor Mason. God bless you. God bless you, Doctor Mason. Glad you're now opportunity well, to listen to me. I'll put them back on mute. They might be just listening. God bless you. Thank you so much for calling and listening in. And last caller, ninety forty-three. 9043, you are live on the air. Welcome to Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Honer. God bless you. God bless you. I'm, I'm sorry I was late getting up because uh, I was supposed to get a, a call to tell me whether the show was going to go on today. And I texted you, Pastor Chris, to see if the show was going on. And then I kept calling in and couldn't get in. So I had much oh, wow. today, but I did have a, <laughs> but I did have an aha moment. And I just wanted to share with the mind of a single person but the moment we enter into the military we become enlisted they come resilient in changing our minds to unity and when we look at that same scenario with God we come to God with the three people important in our lives me, myself and I and when we get into that, that's the first thing he wants us to remove. And it's like Brother Donnie said, that selfishness, that self-centeredness that we have going, we want everything to benefit me. And God wants to serve. And serving means I'm helping somebody else. And I thought it was just a, a hard moment to the because I always enter into life that you make mind. Yeah, we well, we lose Lorraine said, Brown. I couldn't hear her clearly, but uh, yeah, I think yeah, our signal's pretty weak. We couldn't really hear you, sis. That's probably why we were having sorry. problems. There you go. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I, I won't repeat all of that because it was lengthy. But I just want to say uh, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad that you listened to the show. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Back to you, wow. Brother Don and Pastor G. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, callers. We appreciate it. Um, we really do. We really appreciate you supporting and calling in. You know, family, we covered quite a bit here tonight. I know I was going to have Pastor Gene read something. I know we were kind of running 
out of time, we're going to hit it because I do want to read this before we go because I think this is very, very important, you know, and, and Pastor Chris hit on it when he was expounding a little bit earlier, and I believe Pastor Gene hit on it as well. You know, a lot of times what holds us back from relationship uh, with, with, with Jesus is that we feel like we're unworthy. We, we approach it like, how can a God like that really love somebody messed up like me? You know, and I, and I, I was probably one of the most messed up, wretched individuals out there for a long time, you know, and, and how could he love me? How could he, he rent the veil that I could have access to him anytime that I get ready. But me, who am I that he could love little old me that just don't seem to can't get it right no matter how hard he tried. That was me. That was my life. And this is slowly becoming one of the favorite chapters in the Word of God for me, and I read it quite frequently because it, it, it gives me the understanding. And the more I read it, the better the understanding that I get because I really didn't have a clue on how much God wants to, how much he loves me and wants to spend time with me and how he values me. And that's the thing. See, in a relationship, there's value. There's value. And I was one that didn't think that I could be valued. But John 17, and I'm going to start at chapter, um, yeah, start John chapter 17. I'm going to start at verse 20. And I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. And I think that this is one of the most beautiful examples of how much he really loves us. And how much he cares for us. And and write this chapter down. Read it. Read it over. Read it over and over and over and over. You can't never exhaust what you can pull out of this chapter. Starting at verse 20. It goes, And I ask, not only for these disciples, talking about the 12 that was with them, but also for all those who will one day believe in me through their message. I plan for them to be joined together as one, even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one. I pray for them to become one with us so that the world will recognize that you sent me. For the very glory you have given me, I have given them, so that they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. You live fully in me, and now I live fully in them so that they will experience perfect unity and the world will be convinced that you have sent me for they will see that you love they will for they will see that you love each of them with the same passionate love that you have for me. Father, I ask you to, that you allow everyone that you have given to me to be with me where I am. Then they will see my full glory, the very splendor you have placed upon me because, because you have loved me even before the beginning of time. You are my righteous father, but the unbelieving world has never known you in the perfect way that I know you. 
And all those who believe in, believe in me also know that you have sent me. I have revealed to them who you are. And I will continue to make you even more real to them so that they may experience the same endless love that you have for me. For your love will now live in them even as I in them. See, you know, folks, if that doesn't just do something, get you going, I don't know what can or what will. I, I really don't because that, I mean, we have so, you know, Pastor Gene said it at the beginning of the program. We really don't understand really our rights and what we've been afforded to us. We don't understand when the veil was rent that gave us unlimited access into the Holy of Holies. That means we can go in, we can, we can have a relationship and we can and we can commune with the Father. So I hope you take something away from this. I hope you today, God, the Holy Spirit worked with you in, in your heart to take something away about relationship. And just as we were saying earlier, the pastors were saying earlier, it doesn't take a whole lot. Just be transparent and open. And just start talking to him. Because he loves you. If you don't believe me, read John chapter 17, and he'll tell you. Amen? Any closing thoughts, Pastor Gene? Amen, brother. You know, the thing that uh, as you were sharing, I was thinking about a song that uh, was, uh, that um, they used to sing, and, and, and it just explains to me exactly what happens because the the veil was ripped and it says that uh, now I can go into the holies of holies and Mm. I can kneel and make my petitions known I can Mm. go into the holies of holies and although I'm just a common man because of God's redemption plan I can boldly go. I can boldly approach the throne. Amen. Hallelujah. And I thought that was such a powerful song that I I can go, even though I'm just a common man because of God's redemption plan, I can boldly approach his throne. That's powerful of God. That That right there is. If we could just keep that imprinted in our heart and in our mind. Amen? Amen. So many things that we still fight, fight, we wouldn't have to fight anymore. Because God made it possible for us to boldly approach his throne of grace and mercy. Mm. Amen? A common man. I love Mm. it. Amen? That's my final statement. Amen. Well, Pastor Chris, I didn't leave you a whole lot of times. I, I, I didn't know if there was some uh, information you wanted to give out, you wanted to run out uh, for TPB Ministries, or you just had a final thought. The floor is yours, sir. Yes, sir. Um, we, we've we done a lot of social media uh, broadcasting on what's going on for TPB 2021. 
Um, so please like us on Facebook, the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. You can like us on face, Facebook or follow us. You can also subscribe to our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com. And you can also listen to us 24-7 on Live 365. It's a free app on Apple or Google Play. Just download it, then search the Psalmist Voice Radio Network, hit the heart button, and you're in there. You can listen to everything TPV 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, family, we got a lot of new programming. We got conferences coming up. We also have another new show, but it's just a quick little motivational. It's called Hamming and Cheesing with yours truly. Yeah, it's crazy. You, that, that's just how God gives it to me. But you'll you'll catch my drift. It premieres this week as well. So it's just a quick moderator to get you going through the week, get you through through the day. Comes on twice a week. It'll be pre-recorded, so you'll see it. So, you know, all those exciting things coming up. We got a lot of other things planned. But, family, I'm just excited that we made it into another year. I thank God for everyone that has supported the ministry with your prayers, uh, with telling people about where who we are, where we're at. We're all over the place. So if you just type in the Psalmist Voice Radio Network or TPV Radio, we, we have so much stuff pop up. You can follow us that way as well. So, family, I'm excited what he's about to do. Tune in tomorrow for TPV Reloaded for its launch of 2021. Y'all will not want to miss the topic. It's going to throw you off. And I thank God (laughs) for giving me topics the way he does. I don't understand it the way he does it, but it makes sense when it's laid out. And I thank God. Uh, that he unique he uniquely gives me themes and stuff just to just to throw throw people off because we're so used to the cliches and all that stuff and everything has to be perfectly worded and and the verbiage has to be perfectly right but no God said hey this is how I'm gonna give it to you that's how you present it and you explain when you preach it that's how he does it so I can't tell you to can't tell you anything. More than that. But anyway, I'm excited about what is he about to do. Like I said, I'm excited about what God's doing. He's given us a vision for us to walk with, and that's exactly what we're going to do. We just pray that you tell your family, your friends, cousins, Putin, JJ, all of them, that the Summer Voice Radio Network is coming, and we're ready to build the kingdom, not by building churches, but building souls. Just saying. But anyway, that's my three cents for the time. So we got two minutes left, so I'm done. God bless you. Amen, amen. Well, God bless you, family. Uh, thank you, Pastor Jim, Pastor Chris, today. Awesome, awesome word, awesome topic. I just thank God for you. And as always, family, we uh, we appreciate you. We love you. We enjoy being here with you. And we're just we're just planning on big things this year. As we all grow in the Lord. So thank you once again for tuning in and listening to us. Thank you for choosing us this day and and allowing us to be here with you before the Lord. And may the Lord always keep you and sustain you till we can meet again. God bless you. We love you.
going across the deep blue sea Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy Nobody greater, nobody greater than you TPV Radio, Central Texas Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.